there. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop Podcast. Hope you're all having a great day. So today we're going to be talking about Ignite the Sun by Hannah Howard. It's a debut novel and ultimately it was quite enjoyable. What I think is really good about this novel is it takes on a literal representation of the battle between light and darkness. And I thought that was really interesting because you have the queen of the land um, and she is a witch and well she she has shrouded the world in darkness and she's also cast a spell over people and I think it's really interesting to see this warped sense of darkness brought to life in this novel because witches can only take their magic by eating the heart of an actual magical creature but in doing so the magic becomes warped you know she has taken the life of a sun child which is what um, fire nymphs are and in doing so she has the power but it's absolutely corruption I thought that was a really interesting aspect to the novel I thought it was really quite unique as far as um, storytelling goes it was quite imaginative and creative and I do appreciate that Howard was able to do something like that with her storytelling but what her and Syria represent are, you know, this very literal fight between darkness and light. And that's really interesting to see this evolution and to see the story evolve uh, this idea in a very physical way. Because it takes it to a whole nother level, you know. We all read these stories, you know, darkness and light, darkness versus light, good versus evil. Um, it's It's a core... You know, it, it, it's a it's a core element when it comes to storytelling and when it comes to fantasy genre. You know, you're always there's always going to be darkness and light, uh, this fight of good versus evil. That's just how it is. So I did like how this was a very literal representation of that. Um, and what I also thought was imaginative was the way she brought fantasy creatures to life. Uh, Howard really did use her imagination to her fullest, I think, in this novel. Um, and it really showcases uh, a bright future for her. Because there are fire nymphs, there are water nymphs, and there are um, earth nymphs. But there's also banshees and mages, and like I already said, witches. We already talked about witches. So I want to talk about these other beings. You know... Earth nymphs are elves, and, and they can control um, the earth, kind of like Poison Ivy does. And I thought that was really cool to see that in action. What I liked about the water nymphs are they can turn into mermaids. And uh, Marcella, she's really cool as a water nymph, because what she can also do is she can take water, and she can form an orb, like in thin air. And then she'll sleep in it. I think that's so cool. I th- I've never read that in my life. I thought it was very cool. It was very imaginative. It was very creative. You know, it really does, again, showcase Howard's talent for um, storytelling and really bringing her imagination to life. And then the Banshee. I I liked this new take on, ban- on Banshees. I'm somewhat familiar with uh, Banshee banshee folklore uh so i really liked how it was brought to life 
in this novel, how the Banshees were given life. But most importantly, I thought the Fire Nymphs were very, very cool. I don't think I've ever seen a Fire Nymphs um, come to life in quite this manner before. They're always born at dawn, which is why they're called sun children. Um, they thrive off of sunlight. That's where they get their energy from. The sunlight is, you know, their element. But more than that, I love how they're always referring to her spots. Like, her, they're referring to her freckles as spots. I thought it was so cool and unique. And the reason being is because I'm a huge nerd. So every time they said your spots, I'm just like, Chitara. She, her description really reminded me of Chitara from classic... Uh, Thundercats. You know, I really do think she kind of grows into that character. If uh, I do say so myself, I, I thought it was really well done. I really did uh, like that a lot, actually. I thought it was really imaginative. I've never seen Fire Nymphs um, brought to life in quite this way. In fact, I think Fire Nymphs aren't really brought to life that Often, I'm trying to think of the last time I read of something with a fire nymph in there, and I can't really. Uh, unfortunately, I think, I think the closest that comes is the Dragon Prince animated series with the fire elves. I thought they were cool. But I think that's about as close as uh, I can get in remembering fire nymphs being brought to life. So I think it also showcases her imagination. I think it also showcases her... Um, creativity as far as storytelling goes I really do think it was thoughtful you know I really do think it was imaginative and thought-provoking and I really did enjoy it to be perfectly honest it really was a good story that being said this isn't a novel that's completely perfect you know um, it's a Jamie novel it was really good I will say this you know I love the momentum I love the pacing I love the evolution of the story and I loved Syria's development as a character and I did enjoy her dynamics with you know her friends um but what I didn't like was Syria's initial tone in the story uh she kind of acted like a spoiled princess and she did fall into this chosen one trope. Uh, you know, it did make it a little cliche. And I think I would have liked it better if Syria hadn't been the long-lost princess and had just been a regular sun child who has to rise to the occasion. I think I would have enjoyed that more because at least it would have been a step away from the cliche. Versus not only is she a sun child who is... Uh, one of the few people who can destroy the queen she is also the long lost princess I mean that's that's a lot of cliches right there uh, I I think I would have liked it better if she hadn't been the princess if she was just a sun child and that's it I think it would have allowed the author to do a little bit more with her character uh, to give her a strong humble beginning not saying that that isn't a cliche either I mean just think of Clark Kent <laughs> or Luke Skywalker. They're the chosen ones and what are they? They start off as farm boys. So I guess um, the chosen one trope it's just something you kind of just have to go with 
Uh, is it cliche? Yes, but it's one of those monumental, like, things that are in fantasy fiction. Uh, so it's kind of unavoidable, but I think I would have liked it more if it went with the farm boy route more than the princess route. I'm just saying that's, that's just my personal opinion on the matter. Now, ultimately, um, like I said, I did like her character development and she does grow into a strong, formidable character, but, and her evolution was was thought out you know her evolution was well thought out um it did have it does have room for improvement but i think what was most off-putting was her initial tone of the storytelling how she kind of acts like oh my life is ruined it's just like your life isn't the only one that's ruined here come on um and i do like how the water nymph slaps her that's a great moment. If you read this novel for any reason, reason, read it for that. She slaps her and says, get over yourself. This is bigger than you. So that I did appreciate. That is something I did appreciate. Because you don't normally see that in in uh, fiction. With the Chosen One trope, everyone just kind of lets them get away with being a little bratty. In this novel, Howard didn't. And I did appreciate that. Um, I think it does take it a step back from the cliche trope because she doesn't allow that main character to be so self-involved um so ultimately you know i think i'm gonna give this book three no i'm gonna give it four stars i'm gonna go ahead and give it four stars it does have good momentum it does have good pacing is it an absolutely gripping novel no um, it, I didn't find it boring, but it wasn't one of those novels that I had to read in one, in one spot, you know. It was a novel where I was just like, oh, it's okay, I'll read, I'll read some more tomorrow, it's no problem. It's a good story that I did enjoy reading, but it's not one that I had hooked. So I think I'm going to give it three and a half stars, yeah, three and a half stars, because it wasn't absolutely 100% gripping for me. But I still enjoyed it. You know, I still do think it was a good story, ultimately. So this was Ignite the Sun by Hannah Howard. I recommend purchasing the book off of bookshop.org because percentage of all proceeds do go to supporting local booksellers. If money is too tight, uh, check out the book from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community and definitely deserve our support. And I hope you'll support me by liking my podcast and subscribing to it. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.